Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Souls and Stardust Podcast. I'm Shannon. And I'm Mio. Yeah, today we wanted to talk about more about past life regression because um, it's something I do weekly with, with clients and there's a lot of interest in it. And even though we have prior episodes on regression, past life regression, we wanted to talk more about our personal experiences with it because we both have had regressions and just give you some more details on how it works and why would someone do it and what have Mio and I found out that is really helpful for our personal life journeys. So all those kinds of things, and maybe it'll help you decide if it's something that you want to seek out for yourself. So before we get started, um, we just want to thank you guys for joining us for the first four seasons. And we're so excited for this season five. Um, if you want to check us out, we are at soulsandstardustpodcast.com. Uh, and same thing for Instagram. And on our website, we have some online courses. Um, you can join the our membership area of the collective where mm -hmm. we have personal monthly readings um guided meditations and then you do have online uh, unlimited access to the courses so wanted to plug that just in case you never make it to the very end of the episode that's how you can find us where to find us and then also there's booking links in there so if you want to work with shannon or myself you can schedule mm -hmm. a session through those links yeah okay. there we go and we all, we know that you all make it to the ends of these episodes. So we were just doing that just in case, but okay. So how should we start this? Um, what is a regression? What the hell is a past life <laughs> regression? Pretend I have never heard of this before. Shannon, yeah. what the hell is this? What are you talking what about? What is a regression, a past life regression? Well, the technique that I have learned is called quantum healing hypnosis technique, and it was developed by Dolores Cannon, who, uh, you know, some of you listening may be very familiar with her work, but she practiced this for 45 years. Essentially, she started working with her husband back in the 1960s, uh, working on this with him, and then she enjoyed it so much that she kept going with this work while he retired from it. So what started off as a simple technique to induce trance or hypnotic trance to help people um, through traumatic things in their life. So it's a way to bring someone into a deep state of relaxation, a hypnotic state where they can start to dismantle or pull apart events in their life that have, um, caused a lot of discomfort, pain, trauma. Um, but it's also a really useful technique for people who have certain things going on that are unexplainable. So body conditions, um, illnesses, um, unexplained pain or phobias. This was a technique that was, that is still used, uh, to help identify what's going on in the body or in someone's psyche, because theoretically in this state of trance or hypnosis, you, um, your conscious mind, your ego mind can't get in the way 
of intelligent information that is tucked away in the subconscious mind. So that's how this all started. And then how it became um, a technique used for past life, getting people into past life rememberings is um, they accidentally stumbled upon someone who, instead of regressing along their current timeline, say to um, childhood or even to when they were a small baby, uh, this woman regressed to what seemed like another existence entirely. And her accent changed, her vocabulary changed, the tone of her voice changed. She described, yeah, she described living a life that was completely different from what was actually true for, for who she was in her current body. And so they were kind of like, what's happening? What's going on here? But as they did these sessions with this woman, they realized that things in her life started to resolve, um, like phobias, uh, issues with relationships as she was moving through these experiences of remembering another iteration that she was in as herself, um, just in a different body, she had resolution of unexplainable issues in her current life. So Mm -hmm. they went with this. They started investigating what's happening here. And over the course of 45 years, Dolores Cannon refined this technique. So it's Um, very efficient, very effective at inducing trance. And it's very specific to um, leading someone to a point where they would be able to experience whatever they need to experience, whether that's a past life or uh, a version of themselves that's somewhere in space-time that is necessary for their understanding of what's going on in their current form as who they are. So a regression is taking someone into a hypnotic trance state to find out information about themselves, whether that is from a past life or from another version of themselves in time and space. That's it. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Um, Yeah. Just everyday coffee conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's my everyday coffee conversation. Yeah. That's our everyday conversations, (laughs) but yeah. This stuff isn't weird to us anymore because we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to dream about a past life. Yeah, I believe you. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And it's really a fascinating process when you when you think about it, like we enter into this kind of state of uh, this brain state that you would go into in a past life regression is something you enter into every single day. Yeah, I was going to look that up to see what wavelength or frequency you're in in meditation or brainwave. Mm -hmm. Um, um, it really depends on the type of meditation you're in, but any, anything from, um, alpha to theta for meditation, okay. um, a theta level meditation would be very deep, almost feeling like you're out of your body as you're meditating. And Which, that's what happens when I float. That's mm-hmm. the feeling of leaving the body and like completely just yeah. out. Theta level is what we um, shoot for in regressions, because that is the brain state where the imagery takes over and your body is very relaxed, but you're not asleep. So Delta would be fully asleep and, and entering into REM cycles. 
Yeah. Okay. So I found the five brain frequencies. So like you said, Delta is Mm -hmm. the slowest brain wave increases Delta waves during sleep to reduce awareness. Theta, a slow brain wave that increases when we're awake, but focusing internally like daydreaming. Mm-hmm. Alpha, the frequency your brain reaches when it's relaxed. The brain is alert, but not actively processing information. Mm-hmm. Beta, the brain reaches it when it's alert and needs to process external information. And then gamma, your brain reaches this when it's at peak concentration. Mm-hmm. Like hyper-focused. Yep. Yeah. So, and presumably when you're in theta and you're, because in theta, like if you're in Delta, you wouldn't be able to respond to somebody. Oh, you'd be like asleep. Yeah. Yep. Like, you'd be asleep. Okay. Um, so theta is where you would have the ability to have somebody super relaxed and, and, um, aware enough to be able to answer questions, but it's mm-hmm. like this altered state of consciousness, right? It's like you're in a dream state, but you are aware and awake enough to respond to questions that are asked of you. So as a practitioner, you have to be very careful about keeping them at that level. So changes in your tone of voice can bring them higher or lower in their brain state. And you want to make sure you keep them hovering in that theta level. So that's always fun. (laughs) Yeah. No pressure. Sorry. No, I mean, it's, I mean, once you get used to it, it's like, it's fun. Like, you know, that, you know what you need to do, but, um, so yeah, that we, and at that brain state and theta level, I mean, each of us experiences that every day, right? When we're falling asleep, that's when the images start to pop into your brain and you may like jerk yourself awake, right? You have like an imagery of you falling and you jerk yourself awake. I did that during my massage the other day. Yeah. You were in theta, right? You were so relaxed and you were just drifting. I I didn't just jerk myself awake. It verbally went. "Eh." Yeah. Yes. And I go, sorry. (laughs) And then we reach that again, right before we fully awaken. So that space, right. As we're uh, starting to wake up, our body starts to stir and we are having the imagery still, but we're not. That is totally spot Mm -hmm. on when I start getting information or when I'll start picking up on like dead people that are coming through and hanging around. Cause it's like, they're in that weird, like in between. Mm -hmm. We're just so much more open in that space because we're our ego mind is really relaxed and we just our our consciousness opens and our energy field opens so it's just easier to receive information that way and have more coming in to choose from and in that theta level state it's virtually impossible to make up information right so I know when I have somebody in that brain state that what they're telling me in their responses and regression are going to be true for them because it's, it's almost impossible to make up a story and be that relaxed in your brain state, be that deep in your brain state, because it's just, um, your active mind isn't concentrating. Something else is taking over. So, okay. Yeah. That's why it's really necessary to get them to that place so that you have a clear connection to what, uh, their, um, higher self wants to say and what the subconscious wants to tell you through them. Um, anything above that is in, in brain state is where we start to 
uh, wonder who's speaking. And you can tell, you can tell by the nature of the words that are chosen and um, just the energy behind the statements that are made. And, and there's a big difference between when the higher self and the super subconscious is speaking versus somebody's ego. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So, okay. That was a lot of information, but that is what is a regression and what is the brain state that we're working with and how it works. Um, so now why would you want one of these and you know, what purpose does it serve? So what first and foremost, people will ask me like, you know, well, they'll say, I want to do one of these. I want to know who I've been and what I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of curiosity about that. And we, I always tell them, well, we can explore that, but, um, please know that when we do one of these sessions, it's not just about your curiosity. It's about showing you what you need to know and understand about yourself so that you can move forward in your uh, most authentic form in this life. So it's about your healing. It's about your uh, stepping into your life purpose and the work that you said you would do. In I always this say it's form. like connecting the dots. Like it's, yeah. it's there to help you connect the dots of, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, I think I lived in Egypt during the time of Cleopatra. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you may have. So we can, if that comes up, you know, we can explore that or we can see if uh, that is true for you. Or like me where I'm like, I think I had a past life as a prostitute. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's, there's all these things and people will come with those types of questions. Like I have these weird feelings about situations and we'll explore that a little more. And it turns out, well, they had a situation like that as another form of themselves at some point in time space. So chances are you feeling like you had a past life as a prostitute, you may have been in a situation where it felt like that kind of energy, right? So you may have been in a situation where you didn't have a choice over your own body or where you went or who you were with. So yeah, why would you want one of these? So curiosity, curiosity, well, that, and we know that how we mentioned earlier, Dolores Cannon would say people were coming to her to quit addictions or to weight loss. Yeah. Very basic things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think nowadays when I talk to people and I'm like, uh, well, you know, they want to know, well, why am I this way? Mm -hmm. Why, or why do I keep having these extreme? extreme fears and phobias over something, Mm -hmm. something like that. I had one client who, um, she had, I can't remember what the technical term is, but she has a fear of, uh, things that have small holes on it that are all clustered together, which Ezra knows all the phobias A to Z. He like makes a list in his phone and he read them all on the road trip back from Arizona. I was like, Oh, my my youngest son does too. He's like, He's so into phobias and I'm like, this is so what? interesting. Yeah. He's the, you know, oh, you Virgo moon, Virgo rising, right? Oh, and as yeah. a Virgo moon. Yep. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So she, what we, she, and it's really hard because she can't like the cameras the that have the three circles or the phones that have the three camera lenses on the backside that totally wigs her out. Um, 
you know, the Lotus flower yep. pods, she, though she can't look at those. It makes her almost physically ill. And so we investigated that. And when, when she was under hypnosis and we had the opportunity to ask questions, I asked about that. Like she has this fear and it's very strange for her. She can't figure it out. And they said, that is reminiscent of a past life where she was around a lot of decay of bone material. Ooh, that gave me chills. Mm -hmm. And of skin. So Mm -hmm. they didn't Mm. give, they didn't give a lot of detail, but it sounded like she was living a life around the time of uh, the black plague where a lot of people were dying and flesh was rotting. Mm. And so the, the, it looked similar to that, especially the bone material. The way that I feel is when we have these aversions or reactions to things that we don't know it's, and I explain it like, well, the soul doesn't know the difference between which, I mean, it knows, but like the soul is the soul, whether it's in this body or another body. Yeah. So if you're grossed out and disgusted in that other life, Mm -hmm. this one is going to be like, it still feels the same. Yep. It's still the same experience. It's just our human mind that has created this separation so that we can't remember. And that's part of like what we agree to in earth school. We agree to amnesia of who we are, but our soul still has that memory and it expresses through these weird things. And then here we are going, why is this weird thing happening to me? Yeah. So it's just one way, you know, offers up one explanation of why that is. Typically though, when we resolve it, there's relief, right? So if we resolve it at that energetic level in hypnosis, there's relief of the symptoms or, um, you know, a lot of people experience like full dissolution, like that totally dissolves and it's not a problem for them anymore. So that's fascinating to me. Um, so why would you get one of these? Because you're curious, because you have some weird shit going on and you're like, I need some answers. Um, A lot of people seek these out because they really are looking for direction in their life and trying to, like you said, understand who they are and what they came here to do. Like, what is my life purpose? I I feel disconnected from my purpose. And that is like the number one question that people ask. And I pretty much make it a standard question at this point, because um, I feel I feel like that's such important information for people to be aware of. Like, what was the point of me coming here? And then they'll tell you um, if you're, if it's appropriate for you to know at this stage in your life. Yeah. Um, I have had a couple of young people in their early twenties that wanted regressions. And we tried to ask that question and both times very abrupt straightforward answers of, we cannot give that information right now. Okay. Yeah. And so I always respect that, but I ask like, why can't they know? And very clearly it's, uh, they are, there are things unfolding or that still need to unfold that lead to lessons. And it basically, if they were to give that information now, it's going to kill the the end of the story. It could change the trajectory of everything. And they may not step into their purpose or it could delay things or whatever. So that's, what's really cool about these sessions is there's this intelligence, you know, behind the energy that knows exactly what's appropriate for the person at that stage in their life. So guaranteed those ladies, if they came back to me in 10 years, we would be able to get answers. 
for them after they've had some life experience and some lessons and seasoning in their own life. But, um, that makes sense. yeah, like when I look at someone's astrology chart for a kid, I can see the basic blueprint, but it's like, well, they still have to go around the chart a few times and yeah. get every single, every single house. And, you know, they're going to pick up lessons every, every season. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool how this all works. Mm-hmm. Fascinates me. Um, so I would say the biggest reason why you would consider doing a past life regression or regression is really to understand what you need to, to know now and to understand who you are at this point in your journey, what you can work on in order to step fully into yourself and your purpose and what healing you need to resolve. Like what healing do you need to go through and what trauma do you need to resolve? And, and they always give you information on how to do that, which that's what I love. It's very, very healing process for people when they go through these regressions. So Yeah. And I would say that's like, that's all that matters is, is what can you do now in this life to make it the best experience and the most authentic experience for yourself versus, um, knowing who you were and what you did that's been there, done that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And And you don't know at what point in period that's actually happening. Yeah. So in quote time, (laughs) I mean, time what is time and right? existence? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know that's all happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> something that is very clear when I do these regressions with people, something that comes through very clearly is the need to focus on your life, on this life, on this time in your way forward, as opposed to getting caught up in the rabbit holes of who were you before and what happened before, if it's necessary for you to know in order to resolve trauma or to be able to dissolve any kind of blockages, they'll tell you. But, um, if, if it's not necessary, they will remind you why you are here and how to move forward as opposed to, um, almost leaking your energy on, uh, things that aren't going to help you grow. So, yeah, it's so interesting. And I love those reminders when they come through, it's like, okay, what are you, what are you doing? Like, let's do that. Let's grow. Let's serve you in this way, as opposed to, um, chasing information that won't help you grow because chances are all of us have been and done everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's because if we're the same soul in different bodies, like mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of lessons like, and experiences, like that show quantum leap. <laughs> Absolutely. That? Oh my that's, God. That's, that's how I see it. Old school too. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Personally, why I want them. I've had two of them now. I want them to understand myself better in yep. this body and what's possible for me. So when I go into my regressions, those are the questions that I ask and how do I utilize my gifts and my abilities? And I had this weird experience. Can you explain that to me so I can use it? And I know I wanted to dig into mine to heal, you know, find out some stuff, Mm -hmm. soul contracts and stuff like that, so that I can work on knowing how to process some of my wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just knowing soul con- contracts with other people 
like that was really, I was really curious on that. Just like, okay, what's this person in my life for? Yeah. That's a very common question too, about relationships and dynamics and connections with people. So why is my relationship so hard? Why did my childhood have to be the way that it was? Why do I struggle with my mom or my dad? And what are the lessons there? So there's uh, so many people ask about that. What's the soul agreement there? And um, they will tell you like the, the, the subconscious or super subconscious, I call it. They will tell you what the purpose is for those relationships. And then it's up to you to integrate that information and use it in order to move forward and heal. But there's so much opportunity to heal in that moment of discussing that relationship with a super subconscious. Like you can do so much energy work with them to dissolve Mm the, the suffering or the pain or the hurt or the trauma. Cause that, um, just through understanding. So yeah, a lot of people ask about relationships. A lot of people ask about career. They ask about physical conditions, um, pain yeah. and illness, because that's all, all typically caused by emotions or energy that's held in the body. Sometimes it comes across that it was the soul's choice to experience life in that way. Um, even, Mm. even if that's the case, they're given advice about how to move through life with that condition. Um, what else they ask about? Yeah. Something's not meant to heal, but understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or to learn lessons through that experience. And then as those are learned, the condition can dissipate. Um, people ask about their kids, which is really cool. Like what's the soul connection to the kids or what did they ask? What are, what have they come to teach me? What did I, what did they come to learn from me? Um, a lot of people ask about dreams because, uh, they have like weird ass dreams or scary ass dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Recurring nightmare. Yeah. I have people ask about so many things. The phobia thing for me was like, why do I always feel like I'm like, my kids are going to drown. Like Mm -hmm. I always had that, like, and then I would have these flashes when I would do these past life regressions, Mm -hmm. like little ones by myself, like just with a a guided meditation. And I would see us in like Poland. I don't know, like just saying like Eastern Europe somewhere and just see us on uh, the water. And like, I saw like where, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we were siblings or what, but it was just like, I saw different visions of things. And I was like, oh shit, this is my kid this is Ezra in this life, but in this other one that I was seeing, yeah, you know, we were two different people, obviously, but Mm -hmm. watching him go under the water and like, you know, all that kind of scary stuff. Yeah. That stuff sticks with you. So (laughs) yeah, it does. And it's, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much crazy, cool. And I use that term crazy as in wild, interesting, fascinating. Um, just so much cool stuff that happens, but it's also a deeply compassionate healing, empathetic process too. like people who are in real pain or have suffering, whether that's emotional or physical. Um, it's a, it's a real discovery of themselves and a real outpouring of what they've been through and then receiving answers for, or understanding for why it is the way that it is and what can they learn from it? So it's, it's fascinating process. 
I'll probably yeah. say that a million times in this episode. It's a fascinating it's okay. process. They can they can turn it into a drinking game every time. <laughs> yes. Take a shot or take a hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how does it work? Um, it is for me. So you know, hypnosis can be done a lot of different ways, but the technique that I've learned uh, is is designed to be a relatively efficient way to get somebody down into trance quickly. So historically, when, when psychiatrists or psychologists would use hypnosis for trauma release or phobia release, it could take like an hour or more to get somebody down into trance um, through their techniques. Um, but this is like 16 minutes. So this, yeah, I use a specific script that's uh, been tested, 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 and all the words, the rhythm of it, it's all designed to induce hypnosis. And um, so we talk for a couple of hours. I get to know somebody that all, it has a specific purpose. I need to know who they are in order to know what questions to ask when they are under hypnosis. Okay. And so it also be a particular way you're asking them, right? So yes, don't I just... need, to, yeah, I need to know about what their childhood was like, what their relationships were like, when did they start to have certain conditions appear in their life? And um, because that all links back to usually emotions and usually relationships or, or specific experiences. So I just spend time getting to know somebody and that can take a couple of hours. And then we start the hypnotic process and I use um, that specifically designed script and we go through several layers of deepening. And when I'm there, I can tell by the sound of their breath. I can tell by the way their body posture is. And they're usually laying down always. I'm not usually, they always are laying down in my office, but um, I can tell by how relaxed their face is. And then the movement behind the eyelids and the sound of their voice. So there's lots of things I pay attention to, but once they're down into trance and they start giving me information, I will keep them under for no more than two hours. Okay. Yep. So sometimes it goes faster, but if we can get more information and they are comfortable with it, I will keep them under for two hours and get as much information as possible. Yeah, I think we, we went for like mm -hmm. two, two and a half my yeah, life. you were, I don't, I don't think I've taken anybody for two and a half, but like you were a little bit over two hours and that was, but probably cause I meditate all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's probably easy to, it actually, it actually is easier. If, if you meditate regularly, it's much easier to get somebody down into trance. So noted Start yep. practicing y'all. Mm -hmm. If you meditate and you are good with your imagery and brain relaxation, like mind relaxation, it's so much easier to have one of these sessions, Yep. but you can still experience a really great session, even if you aren't an avid meditator. So, um, anything more than two hours and 15 minutes, the physical body starts to get very fatigued. So that's why we don't keep them under that long or longer than that. And, um, there's a lot of energy that's coming through, especially when you're speaking with the super subconscious, the higher self, that's a lot of energy. So the physical form also can have trouble 
after a period of time with that amount of energy that's coming through it. Yeah. So then I bring them up, then I bring them up and then we talk about what they remember. And we spent probably an hour talking about what they feel happened, what they remember. I describe it. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I describe it to people like if I'm in the car, when we went into meditation, it's like suddenly I'm sitting in the back seat and I'm watching Shannon. Like, it's like I'm, I'm listening to my voice being the answer, like being the vehicle, but I'm not the one driving it anymore. Yeah. It's like the subconscious is now driving and I'm in the back seat, just watching it and listening to all of it happen. Um, it's freaking wild. When I tell people like, <laughs> especially once I get to the really weird parts of my regression, weird, interesting, interesting, fascinating. (laughs) Um, I tell them what I recall during those moments weren't the process of my brain creating these things, because when I'm in creation mode, I'm actually like stopping and thinking and, and creating these, like if, if I need to brainstorm on something, that's a different frame mm-hmm. of mind for me versus I was observing yeah. and reporting back to you what I was seeing. Yep. You were so watching. I was watching and telling you what I was seeing versus like me constructing it as I go. It was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I saw this shit. And my genuine reactions were like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa okay it's so bizarre and I try to tell clients that because they want to know will they remember it will they be aware and what I tell them is it's it's a bizarre feeling because when you're going into trance you have this awareness of my voice and you have this awareness of your mind and you're hearing everything but you also start to get imagery and you don't know where it's coming from. And then you'll start to sense or hear or feel words and you don't know where that's coming from. So it's this very dreamy quality of bizarre awareness of things unfolding, but you really don't know where it's coming from. And I tell people it's like, it's like you, you feel like you're making it up, but you, then you think like, I don't know why I ever would have thought of that. Yeah. 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 That. Or I would have not picked like, those no, words. I was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I was watching. And then when we switch gears from memories of past lives to the super subconscious, how mm-hmm. uh, switch from first person to third person. Yeah. So cool. Emotion dropped out of my voice mm-hmm. and Scary. it was. It's very almost clinical. Yeah. She, her, we did this. We decided Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite part was we're not going to take her out like that. (laughs) Yeah. And they called you Melissa. I didn't remember that. Yeah. They called you Melissa. Oh, that's wild. Mm -hmm. And listeners are like, who the hell is Melissa? I know that's me. Oh, you guys. So like, and nobody ever calls her Melissa. Well, some people do, but I don't. My mom, (laughs) my mom and like three guys right now. Yeah. That's so funny. So it is, um, yeah, it's this bizarre dreamy quality of, oh, 
Oh, and something else that's interesting is you will, when you're in that space, you will watch this stuff unfold, but you're the reporter, right? So like you're talking about it as it's happening in front of you or your experience. It's like a it's, movie, right? Like, like a movie. It was like watching a movie in my mind or like yeah. a movie out. And, or as the sub, super subconscious or your higher self is speaking through you, it's like, it is like you're sitting in a chair watching that conversation happen, even though the words are coming through your mouth. It's so freaking weird, mm-hmm. but it's super cool. And then as you're in that space, you're fully aware of what's happening in each millisecond moment. But as soon as it passes it, like it, all that evaporates and all you have is each second moment mm-hmm. that's happening and everything gets fuzzy behind that. It so it's a very unique mm, being present mm-hmm. in a very different way because we, it's like not in our physical world where we're standing here looking around, right. It's all in the mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Pure, pure presence. And so that's also how, you know, you're in it. And so you can even have these ego mind thoughts of like, Oh, this, I don't know if this is working, but it's totally working. Cause it's, you're, I don't know. It's so hard to explain, but when I try to explain it to people, I'm like, it's gonna feel weird, but just trust everything that's happening because you are being allowed to be a active observer to this whole experience. You just won't remember a whole lot when you wake up. So that is super cool when that happens. And then when I tell people, when I bring them out, I will ask them, what do you remember? And they'll be like, oh, I remember, like, I remember a green field or I remember, I don't know. They'll remember like these weird details yeah, that are significant, but they won't be able to describe anything beyond that. And then I'll say, well, do you remember X, Y, Z? And then the, like, the oh, whole, yeah. yeah, the whole memory of it, the whole uh, landscape of it just blooms back and with vividness and they're like, Oh my gosh, yes. And then the feelings come back. So it is like having a dream and not remembering it, but somebody saying something and you trigger that memory of the dream and it all comes back. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, if you were to be dozing off and if someone's like guiding you through and talking you through and asking you questions and shit, yeah. like that's, yeah. It's super cool. And so they're always fascinating. It's fascinating. So fascinating. And and it's so mind blowing too, when we get to that point in the session where we're just totally debriefing and I tell them, okay, here's what I feel was happening throughout this process. And they just look at you and they're like, I can't believe this. Of course they do because they just went through it, but they're like, they're just like, I had I did not expect that or that was my reaction. Yeah. Well, like you even said that in your, during your regression, you're like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. And so like your Mio mind was like, wait a minute. And (laughs) I, that's exactly it. Because even though I was like, I don't have any expectations. I still had expectations Mm -hmm. of thinking I was going to be like, Oh, I saw myself in this land, in this land, in this, this world, you know, I thought that's what I was going to see. And all we went through was my first, the first round was my life now, but as a child and explaining why things back then tied into things now and what Mm -hmm. I'm here for and working through and healing through between my parents and all these things. Right. And then I was like, okay, not, not at that moment, but 
Yeah. Like I said, I thought I was going to go to all these different human incarnations and that's not what happened. I went straight to non-human incarnation. And that's when I was like, uh, there is a non-human being laying on the table in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. But then you became it because as you started describing it, you're like, wait a minute. Cause that's when you say, look down trans. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, Mia was totally an ET in this other life. It's so cool. And she just, it took her by surprise. Little, little gecko fingers. <laughs> so cool. So we never know. I tell people that too. Like I have no idea what to expect for your session. I know the process we're going to go through, but I can't even begin to tell you what kind of adventure we're going to go on and what kind of experience you're going to have. And that is, that's, what's so cool about this. And what's so beautiful because you're shown exactly what you need to see and, and experience again, in order for you to be able to step fully into your authentic self and move forward and heal or progress or grow or whatever. Whatever it is that that you need is what you get or what you will receive, or you are told uh, what you can work on to become ready for the next steps. So it's a very productive, encouraging, compassionate process of discovering yourself and healing and finding ways to grow. So what type of information is uncovered or discovered? It's so much like you get information about soul lessons, about why you had to have specific experiences with people. Um, You get missing information. So I've had, I have time missing from my consciousness. I can't remember certain things, what's happening, or I have strange dreams. Um, There's so much information. Why? do I struggle with these things? Why do I have this fear? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And you know, all everything like from it's all comes back to you. Yeah. With mine, it talked a lot about the gifts, like the, Mm -hmm. my gifts and abilities in this other life or other incarnation and how I can tap into those and how I are, are, I am already tapping into Mm -hmm. those and how that is repetitive in each of these, um, iterations. iterations. Yeah. Yeah. Because that doesn't change when our soul fabric, that, that information will always be there. And we're just adding to it. We're building our catalog. We're building our, um, scrapbook of experience. You have a question. Oh, it's 144. Um, question is, how do the Akashic records tie into past life regressions? Mm, That's really a great question. And so in some regressions, people go to a library or they'll go to um, the library. And some of those libraries are full of information about how the universe works and the library is full of information of the records of everything about your life, right? Uh, lives about your soul journey. Like the soul, the whole soul. Yeah. The yes. Whole shebang. Yes. And you went to a library. 
I did go to regression and And I was restricted access to other parts of the library. Yeah. So some, so that's just probably part of, uh, your, like what, what's unfolding for you. So you may gain access to the other parts of the library in the less life or other iterations. So I, I don't have a clear answer for like, what is past lives in terms of the Akashic records, uh, other than how I understand it is the Akashic library is the record that everything that was and ever will be in it's specific to souls. And we can go there to get information about ourselves if we are led there or admitted or whatever. Um, and we are permitted to see what we're ready to see, but it's just like this vast library of information. And similar with past life regression, past lives, I think we're permitted to see what makes sense for us in our human consciousness, in our journey as a soul on this planet. But I think we actually have access to all of it. It's just here we may only have clearance for certain parts of it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think that's an interesting question. I think about that kind of stuff a lot. Like, what is it that we can discover, what, that we're allowed to discover at this dimensional level? And I think that they would say, well, it's all available, but maybe perhaps we put limitations on what we can have based on the energy or the frequency we hold. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a great question. Um, other regressionists, other regressionists probably have answers to that too. I have had people go to libraries in, in session and in the libraries they've gone to, they've pulled off books and looked at them. And it was some aspect of another life that they had to read about or understand. And then they put the book back in the shelf. Ooh. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. And then some of the books were empty. So yeah, like they hadn't been written yet. Right. But I don't know if it's, they hadn't been written or you couldn't see them with those eyes. That's what I was just thinking right now. I was like, oh, I bet you it's just like, like having invisible ink or infrared or Mm -hmm. black or, or you have to be in a certain frequency to be able to see it because something hadn't unfolded yet for you. And like, you you wouldn't go to get your doctorate if you're in 10th grade, right? Correct. So you have to go through certain levels in order to be able to understand or comprehend some other experiences. But so great question, Theo. That was a really good question. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. What would you do with this kind of information? Um. You know, some people come specifically for uh, physical healing of pretty significant ailments. So they're using that information to clear away energy that's creating illness. And then they get specific instructions on wellness, on how to heal their body or to continue the process of healing their body. Other people, it's purely about curiosity and kind of, well, like you said, connecting some dots or filling in holes. Mm -hmm. So 
my personal experiences, um, I was super just, I was really curious. I have a lot of dreams about ETs and other planets, and I've always wondered why. And in my regressions, I've been able to get answers for that. And I also have a lot of dreams that are super nuts, like doing work, like crazy work in places that are not earth and a lot of stuff work with energy, a lot of, um, work with other entities that aren't very nice looking, um, that are actually kind of scary. And so I was asking questions about that. I needed understanding for why I would see those types of things in my dreaming and what am I supposed to do with that? So I uh, was told why I see that kind of stuff and what they say. Um, <laughs> well, so I have, um, I was just, I'm told that I don't come from here, which most people, most souls don't come nope. from earth. Yeah. We come from lots of different places. Um, some of us, many of us that are here have spent lots and lots of time in other star systems and, that's where we consider to be quote unquote home or feels more familiar. So earth can feel really unfamiliar to us. And I was told that I come from a few different places where I've spent a lot of time. And what I dream about is my family checking on me. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and those dreams are like, it's so emotional for me. It's like, it is, it's like a reunion, but other information that I got was, um, I travel when my physical body as Shannon sleeps, I travel at nighttime to a lot of different locations because I have a skill set that is important for some work that needs to be done. And so I'm like that. I guess a private consultant <laughs> gets That's shipped, cool. like it's shipped cool. away to do work in different places. Like a travel nurse. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> just private contractor, I guess, but mine. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. It's wild gonna, though. It helps. Uh, I was more of, um, what was it like diagnosed? I was able to diagnose people yeah, like, you could, you were able was, to figure out what was happening in their body by touching them, by touching them. That's what it was by touch, yeah. I could download information and know what was wrong and then know who to, they need to go to, to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you taught at this, university. yeah, this interdimensional university where so many beings came to, to learn and that's fucking rad, man. <laughs> that was crazy. Cause every time you took me to like, okay, now we'll go into the hallway and, you know, go through this. And sometimes you wouldn't even prompt it. I was just like, and I just yeah. entered this room and it's an auditorium and it's mm -hmm. full of, uh, childlike groups that are like on field trip here to come and learn from me. And so cool. It's crazy. And yeah, even seeing like the hallway of portraits, the yeah. gigantic hallway where I was like, 
I felt it in my freaking bones. Like I am not supposed to be here. This you is were, not for me. I'm you so, were so cute. <laughs> it like, was I gotta so go. cute. Yeah. The pictures are changing. <laughs> and something that you described in your regression was seeing this picture uh, that was huge. And you were like an ant looking at the tiny corner of this huge picture. And that, that the image was constantly moving or flowing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that at the time, but I was listening to another Dolores Cannon book where she had this client who went to this space where he could see the tapestry of life tapestry. Yeah. And it was, it was huge. It was like, uh, hundreds of feet tall and then like hundreds and hundreds of feet wide. And it was all made of these threads of different colors, weights, sizes, and each thread represented a a soul, a being in existence Mm. all throughout space, time, and the universe. And you could touch one and you could find somebody in space time, but it was heavily guarded and you had to have specific permission to see it. That's wild. Yeah, it was, it was guarded by this. It was like a librarian, but like, I can't remember what she called, like this being called itself, but it was like the guardian of the tapestry and you could not you could only look at it and and you weren't you were only permitted to see certain parts of it so that when i heard that i was like holy shit i wonder if mio saw the tapestry or something but, very but similar very very similar cuz it was changing like an active painting so i was seeing it more like an oil painting mm-hmm. and i was watching the creation of history and the creation of the universe and these different multiverses and oh that's seeing cool stars and planets and like seeing things form and blow apart and change and shift right before my oh. eyes but so cool maybe my brain processed it like a painting because mm. i'm Let a painter it- let it be what it is for right? you. It was giving you specific it, information. It was like being in the Dean's hallway, like in the principal's office hallway. Like I that's what that. the feeling of, I'm not supposed to be here. It felt like higher up or, you know, something like that. I love that. So even the fact that you had that, that feeling of like, oh, I'm peeking at something that I don't know, it's above my pay grade or something. So you just knowing where you were in this structure institution was, it's so cool. Oh goodness. So what do we do with this information? What did I do? So something else I learned about my own experience here is that I have not through regression, I have not experienced uh, a past life yet. I have been taken both times to a place that was like a meeting place and where I'd be joined by a certain number of other beings. Um, most of them Mm -hmm. non-human, a couple would be human. And I've always experienced myself as me, like still in my body, still Shannon. And that is a total mind fuck too, by the way, because you're like, you're in this place that is clearly not where your body is, but you're still experiencing yourself as you, and you're trying to understand that. 
And what I end up ex experiencing in those conversations with these beings is uh, this disclosure of information about how we function on several or many different levels at once. So mm -hmm. what they have shown to me is that, yes, I have a physical body and I'm down on earth having a very human life, mm -hmm. but there is an aspect of me that also functions in another place that is part of a team of beings that are on a ship <laughs> and they are in charge of a sector of earth. And we are working on this project together and they oh, are part fun, of, like a group project, my favorite. part of a larger team of dozens of ships like this. So we're all carrying out work. And then they showed me another aspect of myself, which travels to different places and does work as it's needed based on skill set. And I'm only permitted to remember just slivers of that so that I have some understanding that there are larger things going on, but not too much that would cause me to get distracted from my human and life. Stop being grounded here, which is I understand that. Part. Yes, because they said it's most important that you that you are a human right now. So, and this is what occurred to me as I listened again to my regressions, that we have to, our physical bodies here on this planet act as the receiver for all of that energy that is funneled through these different multidimensional levels. And so it can be grounded into earth. Mm. Oh, so, okay, right. Yeah. So it's like channeling it down here into the here now on earth. So that was a fascinating discovery for me, but yeah, I don't, I have yet to experience like the visual past life, reliving a past life experience in a regression that has happened for me in dreaming. I want to do the training. I want to be QHHT certified so I can put you under. I know. Right. It's so it's such a cool process. It's such a cool process. So yeah. How do I use it to help me? I use it in my healing work because I've gotten specific information on how to work with energy. I use it with my children because I've gotten specific information about how I'm connected to them and how I need to be there for them. My other relationships, um, how to not feel so homesick or why I feel so homesick. And, and so I understand it's because my home, like soul home is from very, very far away. And that is not, that's not unusual. You guys like that homesick feeling. It's usually a telltale sign that you're, uh, you remember being somewhere else and not earth. Did I talk about being from different star systems, like multiple, or was that something else? Like that might've been a dream I had, or you did not, they did not give you specific names of where you were from, but that you have traveled all over. Okay. Yep. Not that I couldn't. I, so that's part of the stuff. Like I don't remember little mm -hmm. tiny things, but I'm like, I get little blips of like, did I, did that happen during that? Or did that happen? During and I asked to meditation. I asked you if you could know, I usually ask for people, like, are they permitted to know more about their travels through the universe mm. or their, their lineage, right. Of their soul lineage, like going from place or to place. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Sometimes the super subconscious will say yes, and it'll give information. 
Other times they'll say it's not needed for them to know that. Okay. And I, and just, they just need to know that their soul aligns with places that are far away. And that's why they feel this way. And it's important mm. for them to be here now. Um, and I'll ask why can't they know, or will it, will it become available to them later? And sometimes they say yes. And a lot of times they say, um, we don't need them to be distracted by that information. We need them to be focused on who they are here because okay. their, you know, your, their energy is needed here. It's a big project we're working on. Yeah. It, yeah <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's been super cool. And I have had healing in my eyesight from that. <laughs> yeah. So this is something that's really, really cool. You guys for, um, physical conditions, people can ask for healing and the super subconscious will say, yeah, we'll do that for you. Or I don't know. And you have to like, kind of encourage it. And, but you always ask why, like, why can't a condition be healed today? Or what can somebody do to facilitate the healing of this condition in conjunction with the energy work that's going on now? And so I was like, I want to heal my eyesight. I'm totally like super nearsighted. I would really like to have better eyesight. And in my first session over a, a year ago, I asked for healing for my eyesight and they said, okay, this is what's happening for you. You have these things in your family history. Now that you are aware your eyesight should improve, but you came here to be a healer and to work at, um, at the alchemical level with energy, specifically, mm. specifically with healing tissues. Yes. So that was information that was imparted to me. So working at the energetic level, alchemically with energy will result in healing physical tissues. So, which makes sense. Cause I've always gotten imagery about DNA at the soul level and how biophysically right. you have biophysically DNA looks a certain way because it looks that way at the soul level and we can work at the soul level to repair DNA and it will be reflected in the physical. That's I think how my friend, Annie, the quantum healer, like that, she, like that's how she works where she's like, that's, it's just, she's like, I'm just working on energy. I'm not, I'm working on your energetic field. I'm not tapping into like, she's, she's very much like, I'm not doing all this super duper yeah. Crazy stuff. Like I'm just working on this yep. DNA with you and fixing these connections with you energetically. Mm -hmm. And then it reflects in the physical body. Yes. So they had said your eyesight, there's nothing preventing your eyesight from healing, but you came here to uh, bring forward this ability to heal through energy and heal physical tissues. So they told me exactly how to heal my eyesight. Okay. Except it requires working at the molecular level <laughs> and atom by atom, you reconstruct the eyeball and you like, you really got to work at it. And they told me how long I had to work at it, what I had to do. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Did I do it? Uh, I did for like two weeks. And I was like, wow, this takes a really long time. And then of course, like you know, I missed a day here. I missed a day there. And then I just like, was like, Oh, it just got out of the habit of working on my eyesight. Well, fast forward another year and I have another session. I was like, okay, I really would like to heal my eyesight. And guess what they said to me? Hmm. They said, why is she asking about this again? 
<laughs> and the woman interviewing for me, like leading, facilitating for me, she's like, well, she really would like to heal her eyesight. And they said, we gave her everything that she needed to be able to heal her own eyesight and that this was a test for her. Ah! Well, damn. <laughs> well, there you go. There's they, your answer, boo. They totally chewed me out for not using the They tools. gave you the mom voice of like, we already told you. They <laughs> said it, they said it in a loving way, but they were very direct. And they said, she knows we gave her everything that she needs to be able to heal her eyesight. And so what we did is this, this woman set facilitated, she's like, okay, well, is there anything else that needs to be cleared away? That's preventing her from being able to carry out this work on herself. And so we cleared that. And then she asked, will she notice a difference in her eyesight? And they said, yes, she will notice some difference in her eyesight at her next uh, like her next exam. And so she asked her like, why is it that she'll notice a difference now? And they said, because she needs proof that this oh, works. Yeah. And they said, she knows that this works for other people, but for some reason, she doesn't understand that she can do this with herself and it will also work. So that they were getting to like my own self-worth issues. Right. Damn. Well, there I you know. Go. So I went to my next eye exam, which was like a couple weeks later. And my eye doctor was like, huh, this is weird. And I was like, what? He's like, your eyesight's better. Fuck yeah, it is. And I was like, <laughs> get the fuck out of town. Is it really? He's like, yeah, it's not a lot. Like it's not enough for me to change your prescription by any kind of major increment, but like it's better your eyesight is better. And I was like, you are not going to believe what I've been doing. And what? <laughs> he, no, he actually, like, I told him what I was going to do and he's totally down with it. He thinks it's super cool. And so he's like, he's like, I'll just don't tell my other patients. <laughs> he's like, wow. He was really surprised and he thought it was super cool. But I was like, I walked out of there and I sat in my car and I just, I was like, thank you. Thank you for showing me what's possible. Thank you. I needed that lesson. And now I work on my eyeballs all the time. Like almost every day when I'm driving, I will be visualizing, like, you know, mentally visualizing my eyes reconstructing. Okay. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Let's check back in a month. Yeah. Cause I got to go get my eye, uh, my prescription updated and yeah, well, I'll keep you updated, but that was what, something that was really, really cool, but it also speaks to how they, um, your higher self and these beings that are higher than that, like these, uh, the super subconscious is a collective of entities that basically work on behalf of quote unquote, God, right. The universe for your progress as a soul. And so when we connect into these sessions for regression to get information, we are literally making a phone call to God through your body. So Damn. we, I love Damn. it. Damn, that's mm -hmm. awesome. The, yep, the, we're just, do, 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 do. hey God, we have some questions. So um, they, so what that ta experience taught me was they are willing to help you but you cannot rely on somebody else to do the work for you. They will give you everything that you need in order to do the work and to improve. And they will support you in that. 
if they can heal it, they will, knowing that you will move forward differently, changing your life. But if they know, I mean, they do know this. If, if it's suspected that you will rely on them to heal your shit Mm. and not change your life, they will give you what you need to do. You're here DIY. And then, yes. And then you practice it so that you learn it. So when they said to me, why is she asking about this again? We, you know, we gave her everything that she needed, but part of my sole purpose is to learn how the alchemy of energy and how, how healing is reflected in the physical tissues when we work at the quantum level. And yeah. So I was like, fuck, Mm. I totally was trying to like pass a test without study. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like having them give me the answers. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it again, because I think we said it in another episode that the soul expects these things to happen because we don't have these restrictions outside yep. of earth. Yeah, You're used to being able to just heal things yep. without manual labor. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are in this experience. Oh, the word? To, we're learning mastery here. We are learning who we are and what we're capable of under specific restrictive parameters. And so I would say after my regression is when like my, my gifts have always been getting stronger and more mm-hmm. accurate, but after my regression, I just felt more confident in them. And absolutely I very confident knowing I don't have to know how to do all the different modalities. I just have to know people who can so that I can refer them to the right person Mm -hmm. and, or dabble in these things and try them with people to see like how they're working or, you know, cause that's the only way that I ever test my intuition or my, my gifts are just trying new things. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I have found too, that people feel more clear as a channel, like their dreaming improves and they feel more uh, open and clear and intuitive after having these sessions. And that totally makes sense to me because you you're going through this process of connecting in to your higher self and having this period of time for two hours where you're just in sync with it. So there's going to be things within you that change as a result of having that connection made. And so that's really cool. And a lot of people talk about just feeling lighter and feeling more at peace and understanding themselves better and having more direction and faith and trust in themselves, Um, like noticing differences in their relationships or having the courage to make changes because they understand that they'll be okay. Yeah. And the thing with the relationships, especially because like one of the major things that we focused on for not we focused on, but that came up in that first um, iteration was like my connection and stuff like that with my dad. Mm-hmm. And so by the, by the time we got to fast forwarding to just the overall um, connections in my life, right. It made sense to me when my higher self or whoever it was, was like, this is, he, you know, he was here to help learn a lesson, but he's not the main purpose that you're actually trying to heal from. You're actually healing stuff with your mom, mm-hmm. but he was the catalyst for these things to happen. And so you're never going to get the depth that you need there because that's not the point of that relationship with him. Isn't that like, wild? Oh. They're like, so just love him as he is. Yeah. Just accept him as, accept this relationship as is because you aren't supposed to get to that point. 
he's playing that. a role. He's like, playing he's his playing role. His this role. is his agreement with you. He was the catalyst for you and your mother. And like these things that tied into like, oh my God, I've been looking at it from the other perspective this whole yep. time going, I need to fix this with my dad. I need to fix this with my dad. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's not even about him. He's yeah. the fucking main character. That was such a cool <laughs> aspect of your regression was like, oh my gosh, this is so different than yeah. what so now I'm I thought it was. With my mom in these other ways, because mm-hmm. now I have a better understanding of like, okay, mm-hmm. we're breaking cycles, you and I, not me against this yep. or me trying to heal my inner child specifically this one particular way. And then constantly finding myself disappointed over and over again. Right. Yeah. So it's very, very fascinating in that way from my personal experience with it. And, and that's the type of information that is so helpful in our journey. Right. So like, of course we can, we can explore past lives. Who was I, what did I do? Was it an exciting life? And uh, yeah, that's great for curiosity, but how does that help you in your current, like in your current life in your current mm-hmm. progress, your current healing? You're, you're here in, in this, this realm right yeah. now, your consciousness is fully aware in this human body of yours right now. So yeah. So just, I tried, yeah, oh, go ahead. Is, yeah. I was saying like, this is, this is your main character right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really try to, to, you know, as the curious things come up, like your experience as an ET, I was like, oh shit, this is pretty rad. Let's see what this is all about. But it was totally relevant to you stepping into and integrating your psychic and empathic in energetic abilities in this life. So you were shown that so that you understood what you were capable of doing Mm -hmm. and that it can be done here. So exploring those things is really, really cool. But what I try to do is I try to bring people back every single time to, okay, what do you need to know in order to be your best self in right now in this life? What you know, what can I help you find out that will help you grow and learn and anything that we find out like beyond that, that's rad or interesting. Yeah. We'll record that and you can have that, but I want to make sure that we are working to help you grow now in Mm -hmm. this life. So bring on that information. And, and I love that, but I also love, like, I have people like go to dimension. Like I had one woman go to this fairy realm, this fairy dimension. And she's like, when she came out of that, she's like, I don't know anything about fairies, but that was freaking cool. Right. (laughs) So it was really awesome. And it totally blew her mind. She's like, I was not expecting that. And I was like, I could tell you weren't expecting that. (laughs) And, you know, another friend I just regressed on Friday and she, I wasn't, I was not expecting this, but she didn't even get all the way through the induction. She slipped right into somewhere. And I was like, Oh, what's happening. And she took me on this journey. I was like, Oh shit, we're there. We're like, we're exploring already. She took me home, quote unquote home. And I was like, oh, we're going to go to source. She's going to take me to source and we'll be able to see that. Well, when we got there, she started describing home as this uh, very hot place and it was sandy. And I was like, that doesn't sound like what source would be like, but this is interesting. And, and then eventually I realized like, oh, we're on a different 
I was like, is home a different planet than earth? And she's like, well, yes. And, oh. <laughs> and so we started talking about it. And so I'm asking about her home and she's like, well, I love it here, but no one's here. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Where is everybody? She's just like, they're all off helping. And prior to that, she had described herself. She wasn't in a body. She was like pure light, but had a color. And then when you look at others of her kind, because she saw them on earth, we started on earth and then we went to her home. No one was there. They all had different colors. And then when I asked her, I'm like, well, where did everyone go? And she said, well, they're all off helping. Everyone is needed right now. And I'm like, oh shit. What are we, what are, what's going oh, what on? We, is it what, a party or what do we need for? Yeah. What's, what's going on? She's like, well, everyone's needed. So everybody is back helping. And I'm like, are they back on earth helping? And she's like earth and other places. And I'm like, well, how are you helping? And she's like, well, I watch over people. I watch over humans. And I said, is that what everybody does? That's from your planet. She said, yes, we all watch over humans and, and we're protecting them. And I'm like, what are you protecting them from? She said, from other things outside of the planet. And she just went into all of these details. And I said, well, what's going on with earth? And she said, well, um, something to the effect of it's all ending. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) What's what? Happening? So Can I'm trying you, to uh, go into detail about that. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my composure, right? And I'm just very, very curious. And so I get asked more questions. And and essentially what she described was like there's a huge transformation happening. And they are there to protect humans on earth, shielding them from all kinds of stuff that's coming into the planet. And in doing that, it helps the humans have a chance to change from the inside out. She said, everything, everything needs to change from the heart space out in order to hold a higher frequency. And I was like, holy buckets. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about evolution, essentially like spiritual evolution. And she went on with all these details. And then she kept saying she loves or well, uh, the subconscious stepped in and started talking for her. She loves, yes, she loves humans. She loves being a human and she loves humans. And that came as a shock to me because in real life, she's a Capricorn and not real life in her current form. She's a Capricorn and she's very (laughs) selective about what she loves. And so when the subconscious said she loves humans and she loves being human, I laughed and laughed and laughed. And she just like they kept going on about um what's important for her to be doing here and it was I just did not expect that journey at all and I don't think she did either but when she came out of it she just had this look on her face like oh my god and in that process like when she was under they like the subconscious stopped her stopped mid-sentence and shifted to me and said, she really loves you. And I got all teary-eyed. Oh. I got all teary-eyed and I said, oh my goodness, I really love her too. She means so much to me. And they said, no, she really loves you. She's very connected to you at the soul level. And I said, do we do similar work? And they said, yes. And you come from a similar place. So like we've made the rounds together. 
and her and her eyes like her eyes started leaking even oh, though that happened to me during too yeah. where it was just but I don't remember it you told me I was like sobbing not sobbing. yeah you were, were crying. like falling out oh yeah, yeah crying. and just very like, Taurus like well there's wet things on my face tears falling and it was but it was the um she herself was having the emotion but the subconscious was emotionless saying these words and so it was very very cool but like that was a very long story but I just never know what to expect and that was so interesting and we came out of that and I was like uh how do you feel about all that she's like well that explains a lot about why I have crazy fucked up, wild, vivid dreams and why I feel the way I do about humanity. <laughs> it's just like answered a ton of questions for her. <laughs> yep. And she literally was doing that session out of curiosity because she knows that people can be helped by it. She's like, I figured I should have a session. I was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. After I did mine, all my friends were like, oh my God, when is she coming out? We need to do one. So that's why I was like, all right, we got to plan a regression retreat. So January, I'm like, all right, let's, let's do this because this could be a thing where people can get regressed and Mm -hmm. learn about themselves. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaways now from having my own regressions, and maybe you'll agree with this. And then just from facilitating for other people is that, um, we are, absolutely multidimensional beings Mm -hmm. and we even though our focus is on this human body and this human life we are existing on other levels and we are active we are doing work and traveling places and involved in projects whatever that may be it's it's quantum and that something else that comes through for me overwhelming love when I am met with other beings in these regressions it is always about love and letting you feel that love and connection and knowing that it's about holding love in your heart and choosing from a space of love rather than fear so those are big takeaways and that we have the opportunity and choice to heal ourselves just through our belief and our intention and working with energy that way. So those are some big takeaways that I'm getting from these sessions. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. (laughs) It's fascinating. (laughs) Take a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That covered a lot. We did. That was a lot of information. And at some point we, we will probably have a guest on who is a regressionist and they can give their perspective on their experiences and what they're learning about it, uh, about life as, as someone who witnesses all of these, uh, regressions for people. And yeah, I'm sure we'll have opportunity to talk about lots of things. I will say that, um, you can try to do, you know, like a meditation and see things. Cause I've been able to get blips of info mm-hmm. during my own guided meditations. Um, so this is just going more in depth, way in depth, because you have somebody there to prompt you with question and answer versus mm-hmm. when you're just in meditation, you're observing the entire thing and then coming out of it and going, okay, let me make notes on this of what I saw and just kind of mm-hmm. journal that and tuck it away. Um, so, which is still effective, 
for going in with an intention, but it's just doing it with you was far exceeded anything that I thought I was going to experience. And Mm -hmm. I felt like suddenly my life made sense (laughs) after, after doing this was like, okay, okay, okay. I got it. it." Yeah. (laughs) It just fills in some holes and gives you some answers and you get one client that hates holes is like, please don't talk about holes. (laughs) Okay. It fills in some blank spots. (laughs) Fills in gaps. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. So if people want to book a regression with you, Mm. you, you do them in your office in Wisconsin. (laughs) I do. I only do them in person right now. Some people do offer them virtually, uh, but I prefer to be in personal space with someone when we're doing them. Safety. Yes, there's, yep, there's actually a lot to consider when you have somebody in a vulnerable state of hypnosis. So, but there are people who do them quite successfully virtually. So like um, ours, mine at the very, very end got interrupted by housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yes. She knocked on the door a couple of times and I was like, oh fuck. She's like super down in trance and oh my God, but we, we made it out. We made it out of there. But I just remember falling back in really fast too, though. Yeah, you did. You did so well. It was, um, but you meditate every single day and you have a very great um, visual landscape like that you're able to employ and that helps a ton. So, but usually when you're in trance in like something like that happens, you haven't been brought up properly. So you're still in that like dreamy quality. Hazy. It was hazy. For yeah. A and if I give you a few like prompts and keywords, you should be able to slide back down in, but we just do not like to have that happen just yeah. in general. So yeah, I do them in my office and you can always reach out via my website. I have a whole page on QHHT and there's a contact form um, that you can send me an email. And we start to talk about the process that way. We can't just have you schedule one. We have Making to talk. sure you're a good yep. fit for it. Absolutely. That works. Um, so either go visit her in Wisconsin or um, <laughs> subscribe to our newsletter so that when mm-hmm. we share details for our January retreat, it's going to be here in Las Vegas. Uh, we will have limited spots for that. Yeah. Because, you know, you're it's exhausting for Shannon it's, to sit there for a couple it takes, hours. As well. They take some time. Yeah. They can take yeah. up to five, six hours if we really uh, do them intently. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do all that, but <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Thanks we so much. You, you guys so much visit us souls and stardust podcast.com. Please leave us a review. It helps us grow. It helps other people hear about us. Mm-hmm. Um, please share any episodes with your friends or on your page. Um, we greatly, greatly just appreciate all the feedback that we get from everybody mm-hmm. and how, um, people are just glad that they have a safe space and safe people to talk to about their crazy experiences. <laughs> and we don't judge. Cause we're like, yeah, this shit's normal in our totally. Like, mm-hmm. You can't, you can't surprise me when you said you'll never going to believe what happened. I'm like, I believe it already. Go. Yep. Nothing's, <laughs> nothing's too wild for me. Nothing Just is too wild on for me. me. <laughs> um, yeah. So we appreciate just taking the time to be here with us and hanging out and listening to our conversations and yeah. um, excited for what the future holds. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see you at one of our retreats or workshops or we're, 
guest on the show. You know, we're going to be taking on some guests. So yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.